Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Monday, August 8th. What's What is the daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York tri-state area. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm David Escobar. And I'm Christina Lulich. Here's What's What around the city. There's an influx of buses coming to Port Authority, but these buses all have one thing in common. Yeah, Christina, migrants from the U.S.-Mexico border have been arriving to New York. They're being sent from Texas by Governor Greg Abbott. Mayor Eric Adams says the asylum seekers are being forced on these buses. It's unimaginable uh, that what uh, the governor of Texas has done. When you think about this country, a country that has always been open uh, to those who were fleeing uh, persecution and other uh, intolerable conditions, uh, we've always welcomed that. And this governor is not doing that in Texas, but we are going to set the right message, the right tone of being here for these families. Critics say the move by Abbott is retaliation for the Biden administration's immigration policy. Also, New York has an abundance of social services to assist migrants, like its right to shelter mandate. That means anyone that needs shelter in New York City has the right to receive it. Since Texas started sending its migrants to New York, the city has seen 4,000 asylum seekers enter its shelter system. That's a 10% increase of unsheltered people since May. And David, there's a chance more buses could be coming. Speaking of buses, the Pokey and Schleppi Awards were handed out today to some of the city's MTA bus lines. But they're awards you wouldn't want to receive. The M14A received the Pokey Award for being the slowest bus in New York City. It moves at 4.3 miles per hour, which is about as fast as the average person walking. The M14 runs along 15th Street into Alphabet City. And the Schleppi Award was given to the B15 for being the least reliable bus in New York. The bus has the largest gaps between service, which means it doesn't always follow its schedule around Brooklyn. The Strappinger campaign uses the Pokey and Schleppi Awards to bring attention to the long waits that many New Yorkers face during their commutes. The interest group also tries to come up with solutions to the struggles MTA bus and train riders face. If you've seen insects that are red with polka dots, you might be encountering New York's newest invasive species. These insects are called spotted lantern flies. They made their first appearance in the metropolitan area in 2020. The flies don't sting or bite, but they can harm crops and plants. So scientists are telling New Yorkers that if they see a lantern fly, they should kill it. That's right, David. But ecologists and environmental activists are saying this isn't good enough. The infestation has only grown. So just stomping on bugs isn't going to cut it. Scientists say that state agencies are going to have to do more to control the growing population of lanternflies. David, have you heard Dua Lipa's song Levitating? Christina, who hasn't? It's been on the charts for the past two years. So her popularity is one of the reasons why she's been named an honorary ambassador for Kosovo. Even though the pop star was born in London, her parents are Albanians from Kosovo. She grew up in the nation's capital, Pristina. Dua Lipa got a special medal and certificate from Kosovo's president, Vyosa Osmani Sadrio. The ceremony was just a part of the singer's busy schedule. She's been finishing up her tour for her latest album, Future Nostalgia. And don't forget, today's the last day for New Yorkers to register for an absentee ballot. So if you plan to vote but can't go to the polls on August 23rd, make sure the Board of Elections receives your application either by mail or online at nycvotes.org. You can find a fandom for nearly every kind of popular media, sci-fi shows, rock bands, and book series. A nonprofit called Fandom Forward is getting people to turn their fandom into activism. 
WFUV's Courtney Bergseeker talks with Skylar Copper, an organizer at Fandom Forward, to learn more. So tell me a little bit about what fan activism is. So really what we do and what the definition of fan activism is, is drawing parallels between real world issues and popular media to mobilize fans for social change. Say we want to work on climate change. For example, we used um, Avatar. We used Katara. She was basically protecting a village of water and we use that to draw parallels to the um, pipeline three that Enbridge was building. And so we use Avatar fans to take these made up issues in Avatar, which really aren't made up because a lot of the shows are based on real world things. This is happening in real life right in front of us. Like, do you, did you hate what was going on in this show? Like, you should hate what's going on in real world. Like, let's work together to stop this in real life. What kind of fandoms does your organization work with? It's awesome because you could use like any kind of fandoms to promote activism. Honestly, what I've learned, like you can use music, like rap music has mobilized so many fans to do political activism and um, sports has those fandoms, you can mobilize political activism, which is awesome. So really any type of fandom or group of people can be organized to make change in what they love. I know Fandom Forward is an international organization. So how do you usually campaign? Social media is as horrible as it can be. It's also a really great way for us to be connected with like everybody in the whole world. So usually we advertise through our either social media or we send out emails to people who have been involved in previous campaigns or we we do a lot of local and community issues for each individual person's community. Like I'm in New York, so we've done a lot of New York-based ones, but we've also done things in Spain and um, California, and we are doing like Texas um, because of like all the abortion issues. (laughs) So um, it's really just, I would say, social media, emails, and just community, like anyone we know who cares about this stuff. And why do you think fan activism works? As much as it can be like emotionally draining to see how horrible things are going on in the world, it's almost sort of like taking something that you're super passionate about and wanting to turn that into part of who you are, if that makes sense. Um, People love it because it's fun. It's what they love. It gives people a sense of community. And as humans, we need that sense of belonging to have um, self-esteem and a great self-image. So using that community of people to just turn something horrible into something good, hopefully, and even making a small difference is what I think really keeps people interested and involved. And here with sports is WFUV's Sam Davis. So, Sam, I heard it was a much-anticipated homecoming for Jacob deGrom in Queens. Yes, it was. Christina deGrom returned to the mounded city field for the first time in 396 days after fully recovering from multiple injuries, and it looked like he didn't miss a beat. He went five innings perfect before giving up a walk and a home run in the sixth. The Mets bats put up enough runs in support of Jake and Edwin Diaz struck out three to end it in the ninth. The final score, five to two. 
The Mets took four out of five from their series with the Atlanta Braves, which has stretched their lead to six and a half games in the NL East, their largest lead since June 10th. So Sam, the Mets can't stop winning, but I heard it's a different story for the Yankees. What's going on in the Bronx? Yeah, David, things are trending in the opposite direction for the Yankees, who lost 12-9 yesterday to the Cardinals and were swept in the three-game series. Yankees' newly acquired starter Frankie Montas struggled in his debut, giving up six runs over three innings. Aaron Judge did everything he could to keep his team in it with four RBIs at the plate, but it was not enough. With the loss, the Yankees have the exact same record as the Mets, 70-39 and after playing 18-21 and under 500 since June 24th. The landscape of baseball in New York is looking a lot different as the Mets get fully healthy and push for the division title, while the Yankees deal with injuries to Giancarlo Stanton and Luis Severino as they struggle after their hot start to the year. With WFUV Sports, I'm Sam Davis. Thanks, Sam. Every week, we give you the FEV Sports Spotlight. This week, WFEV's Ryan Gregware talks with Chase Edmonds, a Fordham alum who went on to play in the NFL. They talk about why Fordham was the right school for him and why others who have NFL dreams should heavily consider Fordham. I know in the past, I believe you've talked about not getting any FBS offers. I wonder when you look back, you know, how much do you think it benefited you by going to Fordham as a freshman, being the number one guy right away as opposed to maybe going to a bigger time school, but having to split time, work your way kind of into an offense. I think, um, I think what I benefited most from Fordham was just how it molded me as my, my personality as a player. Um, I felt like I was always underlooked and, you know, kind of the, the underdog. And it really just installed in me, bro, just a work ethic like no other that I had, you know, coming up out of Fordham and really the work ethic that I needed to, to make it to where I am now. And so that's that's something that I take with me from my time at Fordham. I really, you know, it's funny you say that just because I remember I was so like obsessed with getting an FBS offer. Like all I wanted was an FBS offer. I didn't care if it was from Central Michigan. I didn't care if it was from, you know, North Texas, like any FBS school you can think of, some random school. If it was from there, I was going to take it just because I was so obsessed with playing FBS. But like my biggest blessing was not getting that offer because like you said, you know, Everything worked out for me at Fordham. I ended up going there, winning the job, and just that work ethic that I had is it, still with me my, my whole four years there. And I think, you know, for a school like Fordham to have guys like you, have guys like Nick that you can see go through the process and end up making the NFL, you know, eventually can be huge for a school like Fordham. I'm wondering what you would say to someone who maybe is a senior in high school. They're considering Fordham. They have NFL aspirations on why going to Fordham is the right decision if that is what they want to do in the end. Yeah, Um. My goal would just be my, my advice would be, you know, don't worry about what anybody else thinks. I think um, that's just a, a problem that we as people have in the world too much today. You know, everyone is worried about someone else's opinion. Everyone is worried about what someone thinks of them. If they do this, that if they say this, you know, I think you got to just go with your heart. Cause at the end of the day, I went with my heart and my gut and it was for them. Um, you know, whether that was going to be the right decision or the wrong decision, I felt like, you know, I owe it to myself to, to make the decision for myself. And that's something that I would just tell a senior high school kid is, you know, whatever school you're uh, you're deciding on, if it's the best decision for you, you know, you the individual that you feel like it's going to put you in the best spot to succeed and whatever goal you want to do, then you do that. You know, you owe yourself that. And I feel like in life, that's what you owe yourself uh, every single day. That was Ryan Gregoire talking with NFL running back Chase Edmonds. The WFUV Sports Spotlight offers excerpts from One on One, New York's longest running call-in sports show. 
You can hear it Saturday nights from 11 to 2 on 90.7 FM and on YouTube. And that's our show for today. I'm Christina Lulich. And I'm David Escobar. Check back with us tomorrow for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org or wherever you get your podcasts.